I remember well, after Logan Webb's breakout 2021 campaign, in the offseason, I kept calling him someone who had established himself as a frontline starter. And there was a lot of pushback, people saying, let's pump the brakes on that and wait a little bit to see. And that's fair. But I think at this point and today, with a second place Cy Young finish, Logan Webb is a Giants homegrown ace, no doubt. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case like I did, providing you with a personal support supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And coming up on today's show, the first order of business is undoubtedly the fact that Logan Webb was kind of like the slam dunk second place finisher in the National League Cy Young Award voting. Um, I guess it, well, yeah, he, Blake Snell was more of a slam dunk runaway winner, and congratulations to him. Possible future Giant. You know, there's a report about the Giants being interested in him that we're actually going to get into later as well. But Logan Webb had 17 second place votes. The next closest second place vote getter was Spencer Strider with six. And so it was kind of like, I don't want to say unanimous, but strong sentiment that Logan Webb was just number two here behind Blake Snell. And I understand it for Snell. Even Logan Webb, like at the very end of the year, said, I think he and Snell went toe-to-toe in a game towards the end of the year. And Webb said, that guy's going to win the Cy Young Award. And for good reason. But let's not focus on Snell. I mean, Logan Webb, this guy, his birthday's in three days. Happy early birthday to Logan Webb on the 18th. Uh, He's going to turn 27. And so the Giants have here just a homegrown ace. And I also remember like this season, it didn't start off great. He had some rough kind of home run issues early on in the year. But when all was said and done, that's the thing about baseball. We all know small samples, individual starts. You can't break them down in too much detail, but Webb has been so consistent. And what's crazy, you finished second in Cy Young voting, and he wasn't an all-star. And it ticks me off because Carlos Rodon also had such a great season the previous year, and he initially wasn't an all-star. So anyway, Giants just get snubbed year in and year out. You finish second in Cy Young award voting, and you're not an all-star? Nah. I don't like that at all. And it's not like this came out of nowhere. Webb, like I said, since 2021, his numbers is are he's pitched over 500 innings in 92 games, 
91 starts, and he's got a 307 earned run average in his last 556 innings, in his last three seasons. 148 and a third innings in 2021, 192 and a third in 2022, and 216 in 2023. He led the major leagues in that category, and that's a big reason why he finishes second here in the Cy Young voting. Now, the ERA has kind of fluctuated a little bit, 303 to 290 to 325 this year. So it's like, oh, it was actually a a bit higher this year. But if you look at compared to the league average, it's stayed pretty much exactly the same, Um, about 25% better than average run prevention from Logan Webb. And I don't know if I already said this, but 307 ERA, 300 fielding independent pitching since 2021, and 303 expected fielding independent pitching. Ground ball rate is always up among the highest in the game this year at 62.1%. I want to say that was the highest in baseball, and his walk rate was just, I mean, if there was one thing, his walk rate was already good. The In 2021 and 2022, it was like 6%. In 2023, it was 3.6%. And so he, he already was good at something, but he, he just dialed it in and took it to another level this year. And just being a ground ball machine who just throws strikes and prevents runs is just super valuable. And so the fact that the Giants got this extension done with him, I'm going to continue to stress, like for all the criticisms of the front office and whatever, they did, you know, credit is due when credit is due. And getting this extension done right before, you know, during the season, it was a few starts into the season when Webb was, I remember the watching the Zoom uh, press conference and, you know, Webb was like disappointed with how his season had started. But he ends up, that's the thing. And by the way, the Giants also got dominated by Garrett Cole on opening day, and he ends up winning the American League Cy Young Award. But for Webb, the extension starts in 2024, so it hasn't even started yet. He was already under contract uh, for 2023. They had already established a contract for 2023 through the arbitration system but the extension starts in 2024 and it's a five-year extension so you're looking at five additional seasons of team control that the Giants have over Logan Webb and it's for 90 million dollars total which is on average a bargain that comes out to what 18 million a year 90 million divided by uh, five is 18 million a year but it goes $8 million this uh, 2024, $12 million in 2025, and then 23, 23, 24. And that has to do with the beginning part is lower because those were arbitration years and those salaries would have been lower had he not signed the extension. And that's just how it works usually when you look at extensions like this. And so anyway, Logan Webb is a great pitcher. He's a great teammate. He has that like postseason like the the way he pitched in the playoffs he's got that kind of it's just amazing like certain guys just kind of fold and it feels like the Giants time after time they've they've had like Madison Bumgarner and there are Ryan Vogel song I mean they've just had guys who just step it up in the playoffs um, and Logan Webb was that way in 2021 and and just that will to win that kind of intensity and just main focus being just winning and hating to lose is what you want. And 
to have that out of him and to have him under team control. He's already been a giant since, I mean, he made his Giants debut in what, 2019. Uh, and so he's already been a giant for five seasons and you've got five more coming up. And so, and it's ages 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31. So it's not like you're looking at 32, 33, 34, you know, it's the, it's the prime years and you just love to see it. So congratulations to Logan Webb. I think it's, uh, appropriate second place was where he probably belonged here. Blake Snell had an unbelievable season. Quantity of innings wasn't as high, but run prevention was like a whole run lower per nine innings. So congratulations to Snell. Congratulations to Garrett Cole. But most of all, this is a giant show. Congratulations to Logan Webb. Well-deserved. And hey, how about get this guy on an all-star team next year if he's doing the same thing he's done each of the last three seasons. So coming up in just a minute, we're going to switch gears. We're going to get into this report that the Giants are, quote, in on everything. What does that mean? I'm talking about free agents, and we're going to get into specific names momentarily. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our very good friends over at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits. I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, which is literally going to be me in like three days, and you'll be seeing it if you're on YouTube, but very different background. You'll see where's Ben going. Um, or whether you're bracing for a major weather event or limited by yet another supply chain uh, issue, you're covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revadio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, I know I would and do, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. All right, as promised, we're going to discuss this quotation. The Giants are, quote, in on everything. Who said it? Do we believe them? Who? What does it mean on everything? I mean, I guess it means everything, right? But we're going to get into some specifics in just a minute. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Coming up later in the week, we've got the, the tender slash non-tender deadline on Friday. Uh, I don't anticipate any non-tenders by the Giants, but there's always interesting ones around the league. And then also the Giants have a tendency to work out contracts with their arbitration eligible players by this tender deadline they don't have to but they often do and so that's going to be coming up uh, later in the week and we also want to get back into the mailbag questions as the hot stove is finally going to start heating up as we get closer to the winter meetings anyway like I said there was a report that the Giants were or are this is John Heyman who is an MLB Network insider. John Heyman famously 
the person who said arson judge appears headed to giants. And so he got dunked on pretty hard for that. And of course, giants fans will never forgive him for that, but you know, he's a nice guy and, and just, he's not, uh, he's kind of a, a mouthpiece for Scott Boris, it seems. And it's funny, a lot of the names that get mentioned here that he's going to list uh, connected to the Giants are Scott Boris clients. And I don't think that that's a coincidence and the Giants get used, as, you know, but at the same time, the Giants probably are in on everyone because, I mean, just listening to what Heyman said, let me just tell you, he said, quote, the Giants, they're in on everything. They're really not happy with the fact that they've had two mediocre years in a row after that one great year a few years ago. They're going big, end quote. And he says, uh, he, he links the Giants to a number of top free agents uh, reporting that they're in on Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and Blake Snell. And I this is where I say I do believe all three of those players are scott boris clients scott boris clients and so i could be wrong i know snell and chapman are i'm not uh, yeah no so is cody bellinger and so that just goes to show i don't know i just like you put some stock into this but you also kind of realize that Heyman has a history of this where he kind of puts out messages on behalf of scott Boris, it seems. It really does seem that way. I'm not, that's not like a total conspiracy theory. And the fact that he's literally naming three specific Scott Boris clients is not that surprising. But he's also probably not wrong. Giants probably all are in on these guys and are meeting with these guys. And he said, uh, I mean, it, on this article on MLB.com, they say, per John Heyman, the Giants are one of three favorites to sign Bellinger along with the Yankees and Cubs. They continue, San Francisco has met with Matt Chapman already and could lean on the previous connection between the third baseman and the club's new manager, Bob Melvin, who previously managed Chapman with the A's. And then he says the Giants are also among the eight teams uh, that Heyman reports are seeking multiple starters this offseason. He says the Giants, Dodgers, and Phillies are suitors for Snell in addition, in addition to the Padres, and so he also there they also get into Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Jung Hu Lee, and then you start to say, yeah, we are talking about everyone. We're just naming all the best players out there, and I'm not surprised. The question is, will they land? The question isn't, are they going to go after these guys? There's just no question in my mind. Of course they are, and I think he's right. They are not very much not happy with the last two seasons. They're not cool with that, how that's gone. And it has put a lot of pressure on them and, and they've, they're, they're not out there like just twiddling their thumbs. You know, if you look at last off season and the Aaron judge pursuit, you look at the attempt to sign Bryce Harper, even like five years ago, they're, they know that they need that big name. And Heyman, uh, says something about Shohei Otani, which gets kind of uh, re-filtered, not re-filtered, but also said by another reporter, which we're going to talk about in a minute as well. But on Shohei Otani, this is what John Heyman had to say. He said, I think the Giants are going to be there or to be in there big on Otani. 
obviously we know they've gone for big players over the last few years. For whatever reason, they've not been able to get them. They did have an arrangement with Correa. Obviously, that did not work out. But they've had trouble getting guys. In this case, I do think Oracle Park could work against the Giants when he's talking about Otani. I don't know, man. I mean, Otani has such huge power. It's kind of like Bonds. You know, uh, Oracle Park didn't affect Bonds. It's pr- basically affected everybody since, but it didn't really affect him. And Otani's kind of got that kind of power. And he hits a lot of balls to center where Oracle Oracle Park is actually one of the shallowest in the game now that they added those bullpens. So I digress. He says, tough park for a left-handed power hitter, certainly from a home run perspective, but man, think of the ma- the majesty, the majestic quality of those Bonzian home runs into McCovey Cove. And just imagine, I know a lot of you just think there's zero chance they get Otani, but hey, as, as long as he's unsigned, we're going to talk about it. And the fact that we've got legitimate reporters, Alex Pavlovich, John Shea, people in the know saying that they are going to go all in on Shohei, Shohei Otani, I fully expect that. The question is just, would he pick them? And that's what we're going to get into a bit later is this other report. So anyway, John Heyman says, I do think the Giants probably have a hurdle there regarding the ballpark, but I do think they will be in their big. So that's the end of the quotes from John Heyman. The other kind of rumors regarding the Giants have to do also with Shohei Otani, and it's courtesy of Jim Bowden. Now, Jim Bowden is somebody who, quite frankly, I mean, he's a, a legitimate reporter himself, in a way, I suppose. But um, Jim Bowden, yeah, Uh, He was a former Major League General Manager, and yet he kind of puts out some crazy uh, scenario, trade scenarios, and and says some crazy things. And he had a lot to say about the Giants' potential pursuit of Shohei Otani. So coming up in just a minute, I am going to get into the exact quotes from what uh, Jim Bowden had to say about the Giants and Shohei Otani, their chances of getting him what level of involvement they will have with the Giants. And again, like we've got to take into consideration who is saying this stuff. And so I'll explain kind of where Bowden lands on that spectrum of trust. And what does he have to say? And he has intel. So we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by the best sports book in America. And that is obviously FanDuel. Score score early this NFL season with FanDuel. Like I said, America's number one sports book because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And I'm just looking right now on FanDuel.com. And coming up this Sunday, the Niners play the Bucks and the money line is minus 750 for the 49ers. And so this literally means you place a $5 bet on the Niners to win, even at those minus 750 odds. And if the Niners do, in fact, win, win, in fact, win, uh, I don't know, you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking of joining FanDuel, there's just no better time to get in on the action. The app is 
so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. And all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can bet on spreads, prop, uh, player props, over-unders, and more. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL All right, as promised, we are going to get into uh we're going to get into what Jim Bowden had to say about Shohei Otani. The la- the in case you haven't noticed, we've been doing these episodes first of all late at night and I feel like explaining myself every time. To those of you who are everydayers, I apologize for continuing to say this, but I'm living in a house that is under construction. And so it is hard like I have to wait until evenings at the earliest to record and uh, that's going to change as I go on vacation um, coming up on, you know, next week. So uh, I should be back to earlier. And then hopefully by the time I'm back, that changes. So anyway, thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for not getting mad about my lack of a pretty background like I used to have. If you're a first timer to the show, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, I don't know where I was going that, but with that. But thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. And we've got arbitration coming up, excuse me, not arbitration eligible players being tendered or non-tendered. Last year, the big non-tender was Cody Bellinger. And now um, he was non-tender by the Dodgers. They could have just kept him around, but they chose to let go of him because he was probably going to make about $20 million. And uh, who this year are going to be the big surprises because once once they're non-tendered, they they join the free agent class. And so it's always a very relevant day. And the Giants have six arbitration eligible players. I should not try to go off memory, but you know, the some of the biggest ones, Tyro Estrada, JD Davis, Mike Yastrzemski, Austin Slater, and there are a couple of others as well. And I expect them to tender contracts to all of these players. And one of the big reasons is through arbitration, the way it works is that you get below market value. You pay below market value for like, like if these guys were free agents, they would make more like Tyro Estrada is probably going to get like what four ish million dollars, something like that. Whereas if he was a free agent, um, he would get much more than one year, $4 million. And so that's why you say for sure. Yes, we are going to tender you a contract. Anyway, look out for that and mailbag questions and any rumors and any reports later on this week. But Jim Bowden, Jim Bowden of where does Jim Bowden even work out of these days? I think uh, MLB Network Radio is uh, the employer of Jim Bowden, former Major League General Manager. Yeah, well, I I don't know exactly where he works, but I'm not sure. Like, oh, The Athletic. He also writes for The Athletic. But here's what he had to say on uh, MLB Network Radio on Sunday about the Giants and Shohei Otani. He said, quote, I don't think there's any doubt the Giants are going to offer Shohei Otani a half a billion dollars. And I won't be surprised if they outbid the Dodgers. I won't be surprised if they outbid the industry. My question is, will he sign there? He goes on to say, quote, my intel has told me clearly, and I think Shohei has said it publicly through his translator. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he has, 
But it's been very clear throughout the process that winning is going to top everything. It's not about the most money. It's about the best chances at the most times on the World Series stage. He continues, and I believe the Texas Rangers have the best shot to land him. The Dodgers with the Dodgers and the Mariners. I do think winning matters, and I don't see the Giants' path to winning. And as well as I thought the Dodgers would be, uh, and as well as I thought, I don't know how this is written weirdly, um, I thought the Dodgers would be on that list. All of a sudden, I have a lot of questions about their pitching long term. So that's kind of my early take on Otani. So we're going to pause there and just examine what he said. Like when he says, I don't see the Giants path to winning. I just, I can never stand that in, in baseball because every year you have surprise teams and like the Giants won 107 games in 2021. And I can hear people right now saying it was just a fluke and blah, blah, blah. And perhaps that's the case, but you didn't need 107. You could have won 17 fewer games and it still would have been a really good year. And so like, Anyway, I, I like the Angels are are about as good as the Giants or a little worse with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And so I don't think I don't think the Giants are viewed throughout the industry as some team in like disarray and is just like horrible. It's not like you're the Kansas City Royals or the Oakland A's right now or you know, even the Washington Nationals, although they've got some young, intriguing or the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know. Giants are just there's just i i just view it as yes it's true if you if you if you just want to join a team that's ready to win now and is going to keep winning forever each and every year then it's the giants are probably not the place that he ends up but the path i see like the i'm not saying it's the most likely path but the path i see is he becomes the guy who takes them there I don't think the Giants are that far away. Like when you're talking about Shohei Otani and you start to think about things like wins above replacement, when he's pitching and he's hitting, he's like a 10 war player. Okay. And so that means if your true talent is like 81 wins, which the Giants have been at roughly the last couple of years, it brings you to 90. And then maybe you add some other pieces and all of a sudden you are on that level. And the Giants have had kind of the complementary pieces, but just lacked that true impact. And so there's potentially an allure there where it's like, I'm the guy who goes there and puts this team into that position. So I'm probably just like wishful thinking here, but I don't know. I mean, this is the the biggest free agent ever, probably. And so as long as he's out there, we're going to talk about him. Like I said, um, and I, I'm not saying they're the favorites, but they like I agree with Jim Bowden. They're going to be in. And he goes on to say, would I be surprised if San Francisco puts the biggest offer in front of Otani? Not at all. Would I be surprised if San Francisco is the team that drives the financial train for him? Not at all. I think they'll be the lead train. And... Yes. And then there was a report, of course, it's mentioned in this article. This is by uh, Taylor Worth, the great Taylor Worth of NBC Sports Bay Area. He mentions that there was a report, you know, recently from multiple 
anonymous GMs telling ESPN that Otani's market could develop quickly and that he could sign even before the winter meetings, which get underway in like just over two weeks. And so, man, would that be crazy? So we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We have heard that leaks of meetings and stuff would be held against teams if stuff got out. And so don't expect any rumors here, really. Like nobody really knows anything and the team, this is going to be airtight. And it's just all of a sudden you're going to find out Shohei Otani signed somewhere. And, you know, don't expect the Aaron Judge like hotel video situation, which was staged, which still staged by Aaron Judge and his representatives, which still gets under my skin. You know, that whole thing, what a clown show, honestly, in retrospect by Aaron Judge to stage that ho- arriving at a hotel and sa- it was like, Aaron Judge in San Francisco, what are you doing in the city? But it was fake. That's so, ugh. But Otani's, that's, Otani's not about that. He wants airtight meetings. Like, for all we know, the Giants are meeting with Otani tomorrow. Like, I, we just have no idea. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's what Jim Bowden had to say. And like I said, where does Jim Bowden fall on the trust how much do you trust this reporter scale? He falls on the lower than average p- uh, portion of it. I would say John Heyman is like maybe even a- on the above average, but he also kind of has underlying motives that aren't explicitly discussed by him. He, you know, like I said, he's kind of a spokesman for Scott Boris. He kind of just puts Boris messages out into the public. Whereas Jim Bowden just seems sometimes to just be way out there with some of his trade proposals are just outlandish and crazy. And so I wouldn't put a ton of stock into this, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And you're hearing um, relatively major reporters talking about the Giants being essentially like he's talking about. Giants are going to put the best offer together for Shohei Otani. And you've got Heyman saying they're in on everybody and they're going to be in huge on Otani. So there's just no doubt to me that that's that kind of stuff, whether it's precisely true or not, they're big game hunting again. And the question is not, are they going to go after these guys? The question is, are they actually going to come away with somebody? And that's the fun of the offseason. We don't know. And the real fun was like that tweet, the Giants are in agreement with Carlos Correa on a 13-year, $350 million deal. Hopefully, we get a couple of those types of tweets this year and we get to go crazy and do an emergency podcast where we can barely contain ourselves. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again, by the way, for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or later this week, we've got mailbag questions I want to get to and, of course, breaking down the upcoming tender slash non-tender deadline estimated salaries what it'll put the Giants payroll at because you know going into free agency and that's that's why they like to come to financial terms prior to the actual deadline to make an agreement which is way down the road so anyway once again my name is Ben Kaspik check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik K-A-S-P-I-C-K if you like this show please consider rating it or leaving a review it helps me out so much so thanks in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow thanks again for listening today you are now locked on Giants